Our reading today is from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 29 to 31. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was what not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, and put my fingers where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it in my side, stop doubting and believe. And Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and have yet believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. There are many different kinds of doubt. For example, the annual competition for the best thesis subject at my university was online this year. I had two students competing, and at the very edge of Eva's uh, Zoom screen, we could see her mother, who looked very stressed. Her mother was clearly extremely anxious. And when the announcement came that Ava had won the first prize, there was a kind of squawk and we could hear, you've done it. I didn't believe you could, Eva. I doubted you. Eva just grinned and gave her mother a big hug before making her acceptance speech. This is not at all the same thing as a couple of big tough boys watching their classmate playing in a tennis tournament. Their comments were clearly audible on court and in the audience. He'll never do it. You're not in the same league, Titch. You're going to lose. Don't know why you bothered entering the tournament. You're going to look so stupid. Go on, that's right. Serve another double fault. At the end of the match, which Titch won, the boys who doubted his ability were nowhere to be seen. Eva's mother's doubts were rooted in her love for Eva and her real desire for Eva to do well. For her daughter to win the big prize was too wonderful to be true. The bully boy's doubts were based not in their, uh, in their not very admirable desire to see Titch make a fool of himself. They didn't want him to win, and they were disappointed when he did. We see both these kinds of doubt in the Gospels, and Jesus reacts very differently to them. Martha doubts that Jesus can bring her brother Lazarus back to life. Thomas 
doubts that Jesus has really risen from the dead. Martha and Thomas loved Jesus, and Jesus knew that. They wanted the miracle to happen, but they couldn't quite believe it because it was too good to be true. On the other hand, the Pharisees kept asking Jesus for a sign. They didn't believe that he was who he said he was, and they were constantly asking him to prove it, all the time hoping that he wouldn't be able to. Jesus reacts very differently to these two different kinds of doubt. He will not prove himself to the Pharisees, and he refuses to provide a sign for them. He knows that whatever he does, they will not believe because they don't want to believe. He also knows that their doubts do not come from love, but from an unwillingness to test their own beliefs or to contemplate the possibility that they might be wrong. But with Martha and Thomas, Jesus has a completely different attitude. Knowing that Martha loves him and does believe in him up to a point, he both resurrects her brother and makes one of his great revelations to her, saying, I am the resurrection and the life. Knowing that Thomas loves him and wants him to be alive, Jesus reveals himself to him and shows him his hands and side. In the same way, Mary Magdalene, who doubted at first when she saw the empty tomb, has given her own personal revelation of the risen Jesus. In other words, God knows that there are different kinds of doubt. When someone who loves Jesus finds the good news of the resurrection, of eternal life, of forgiveness, of some miraculous healing, too much for them, too good to be true, God understands and is prepared to help that person move on to the next step of faith. But when someone who isn't a friend of Jesus, who doesn't care about him or even about who he really is, expresses doubts, then that is completely different. Those who love but grieve or doubt will be comforted and strengthened. Those who truly seek the truth will find it. But those who don't care or who actually don't want the gospel to be true will be ignored not because God doesn't care about them, because, but because he knows that whatever he does won't make any difference. So today, let us be encouraged by Thomas, Martha and Mary Magdalene, by those doubters among the friends of Jesus for whom doubt was not a sin, but an opportunity to grow in faith. And let us not be afraid to tell God about our doubts. He will not hold them against us but he will help us to move forward with him. Amen.